Welcome to the Making After School Cool podcast, the link between research, practice, and theory for those interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours. The Making After School Cool podcast is produced by Case for Kids, a division of Harris County Department of Education, and I'm your host, Mike Wilson. Where do students go when they are at school and are experiencing severe anxiety, depression, or other extreme negative emotional outbursts? This type of occurrence happens more than many people outside of education thinks. According to a survey administered to 334 students by the Bearfax Student Media Group in 2021, approximately 85% of students reported they feel some form of anxiety during the school day. As a result, to help youth process their emotional well-being, many schools are starting to reserve a designated room on campus for students where they can process any negative emotions. To discuss this issue and efforts in place in the Houston Independent School District regarding the emotional needs of students is my guest today, Ms. Megan Young. Megan is the SEO Counselor and Thinkery Initiative Coordinator for HSD Social and Emotional Learning Department. That is a very extremely long title. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Megan, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to be my guest on the Making After School Cool podcast. First, I would like to start off with what inspired you to work in education? Oh, wow. So I think I've wanted to be an educator my entire life. Um, I come from a family of teachers. Um, and some of my favorite um, childhood memories are playing school. And of course, when we played school with my cousins and my friends, I was always the teacher. Um, and so then uh, once I grew up with the college and actually became a teacher, um, I noticed that the social and emotional struggles of my students were actually becoming barriers to their learning. Um, and so I wanted to do something about that. So that inspired me to become a counselor, which eventually brought me into this work with the social and emotional learning department. I'm glad to hear HISD has taken a proactive approach to dealing with students' emotional needs. Can you tell us about the social and emotional learning department with HISD, its purpose, services, and how long has it been in existence? Sure, absolutely. Uh, so the social and emotional learning department uh, was created in 2017, and its main purpose was to address the inequity um, in discipline procedures, disabilities, and socioeconomic status. We're under the leadership of Dr. Roberta Scott. Uh, she is our fearless leader. Um, and with her, we strive to create alternatives um, and preventative practices um, that students can um, use to address social and emotional wellness. We try to steer away from punitive practices and focus more on the restorative work um, and social skills that students need to become successful adults and also that they need for academic and behavioral success. So basically, the social and emotional learning department's work centers around the CASEL 5 competency. <laughs> and CASEL is uh, the Collaborative for Academic, Social, and Emotional Learning. But the competencies that we focus on are self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. So, of course, those are um, competencies that we want adults in our, that we come across to have. So we try to build that within our students at a very young age uh, here in HISD. There have been so many societal events occurring during the last few years, including COVID. 
the social justice movement and now what seems like extreme political divide that youth are being exposed to. As a result, have you noticed changes in the mental and social needs of students you work with? Oh, absolutely. Uh, in particular, uh, since the start of the COVID pandemic, we definitely noticed an increase um, in mental health and social needs of our students. So one of the, the barriers to uh, learning at home is that our students are now lacking that ability to develop social skills. Um, now that we're reintegrating into the classroom, we're noticing that students are suffering from separation anxiety, um, even loneliness, um, and certainly the inability to self-regulate. Um, and so this is why SEL programming is so important to have in schools. In our department, we've created a um, dedicated crisis team. And those folks support students who are experiencing severe mental health crises. And in addition to that crisis department, we also have uh, programming for our teachers on campuses and administrators on campuses around um, de-escalation, trauma-informed practices, restorative practices. That's just to name a few, but those are di direct responses to what we from the COVID pandemic. It's interesting because one, we were not prepared for COVID. Nobody knew what it was and we were just sort of learning as we went along. And I guess yeah. we still are, are learning about it. Secondly, it's, it's interesting of, uh, with the innovation that has occurred since then, you know, with re remote learning, teaching, even these interviews. I mean, I could do uh, interviews with people all over the country and we don't right. physically have to be in the, in the, in the studio. In regards to education, a lot of schools, I'm glad to hear, are doing some things that's, I guess you would call non-traditional. Um, we've always talked about character and now social emotional learning has become a, a really good thing and, and schools are really implementing programs to address that. In regards to some things HISD is doing, I've recently learned about the district's implementation of the Thinkery Rooms. Can you describe the purpose of the Thinkery Room and how and when do students access it? Sure thing. So the Thinkery Room is also one of our direct responses um, to some of the behaviors that we saw post-COVID on our campus. Again, our students are having um, a lot of trouble becoming regulated or staying regulated in the classroom. And if a student is dysregulated, they're not going to be able to learn what's set forth for them. Oh, the Thinkery is our therapeutic, supportive, calming spaces. These spaces assist our students in their efforts to self-calm um, by offering them a separate place outside of the classroom where they can reset and relax. So in these spaces, students can participate in journaling activities, they can draw, they can color, they can practice mindfulness or yoga. There are books that students can read that help guide them through their emotions. And there's also movement activities. So there's tons and tons of things that students can do when they're dysregulated in the classroom and they need a reset before they can continue on with learning. Students are able to access this space at any point uh, during the school day when they feel dysregulated. Uh, they are supported in that space by teachers and administrators and mental health professionals on campuses who we have trained specifically around de-escalation procedures. Um, so the people that are in the space supporting students in this work are best equipped to support them with their de-escalation steps. So how do you coordinate the Thinkery Room? Do students just walk in? Is there a time limit for students to visit the room as well as a cap of the number of students that can be in there at one time? 
Right. Um, so when students enter this space, uh, they're generally given about 10 to 20 minutes to de-escalate. Again, we've been very um, prescriptive and strategic um, in planning out the activities that students do in the space so that the activities shouldn't take longer uh, than 10 to 20 minutes when they come into the space. Most, um, in most cases, we're able to support our students with a one-to-one -one ratio. There is one adult in the room to support students with de-escalation. Sometimes we can go up to two students in the space, but we definitely don't want more than two students in the space so that they can be properly supported in their de-escalation efforts. Anytime a student is feeling dysregulated in the classroom, we've given them um, the ability to advocate for themselves um, and say, I need to go reset in this space, or I need to take a few minutes. Most campuses have a signal where the students can give the teacher the signal. And then from there, the teachers let the adult on campus know that the student needs to go and reset in the space. If educators notice, you know, a student is on the edge, can they also refer them to the thinkery room? Absolutely. So we work on teacher referrals, um, student advocacy, where they just advocate for themselves. Um, and then also we have some cases where we have recurring situations. Like we know, for example, some of our students come to school dysregulated because of things that have happened at home or maybe they're hungry or there are different setting events that prevent them from learning. So in those cases, we have students who are able to go into the thinkery as soon as they come to school that day and become set or, or regulated so that they can be ready to start the learning process. And as of now, how many campuses have these types of rooms and are there any plans for expanding this initiative? Yeah, so right now we have about 20 uh, campuses that have thinkery rooms in the district. And by the end of the school year, we want to have about 10 more campuses that have thinkery rooms. Uh, but with that being said, HISD is a very large district with well over 200 schools. Um, so we have a couple of different resources, which I'm very excited about, that all campuses can access um, to get some of the same resources that our thinkery campuses have. One of those things is a mobile thinkery, and we have crates that our SEL specialists um, can take to their different campuses. And they have a lot of the same materials um, that are in the physical thinkery spaces, journaling tools, coloring, um, tools for physical movement. And those can actually be checked out and brought to any HISD campus with a simple request from a principal or teacher. And then we also have um, an SEL virtual thinkery space. So this is one of those creations that we made uh, from the pandemic. Like we talked about, we learned all kinds of different new technology tools. And so we have a Google slide page, uh, but all the links are clickable. And in that Google slide, we have guided yoga lessons for students. We have um, SEL books that they can read within that space. And it's just with the click of a button from their iPads or whatever resources they have in the classroom. Every single HISD student and teacher can utilize that virtual thinkery platform. Um, and our hope is that our teachers are also using this as preventative measures and proactive steps so that our students are reset in the classroom and they won't necessarily need to have that physical space to reset because um, our teachers are ensuring that uh, their students are regulated in the classroom. I'm glad you brought up the faculty. 
Um, are there any resources available to address educators' mental health or plans to meet their needs? Absolutely. So our educators, educator wellness is one of our top priorities here in the district and certainly with the SEL department. So we offer educator wellness training for teachers. Any campus can request this uh, for their teachers. And we come in and we talk to them about what are the different types of self-care, how they're practicing self-care, and making sure that they are reset and adjusted um, and regulated so that they can make sure that they're helping to support our students. One of the things we say in this department all the time is that a dysregulated adult cannot support a dysregulated student. We have to make sure that as adults, we're putting our oxygen masks on first and that we're regulated so that we can support our students in that work. So in addition to those trainings that cover those topics, we have a few schools in the district who have created staff wellness rooms. And so those rooms are a lot like the thinkery rooms for our kiddos. They have some of the same materials, but it's just a little more adult facing. But teachers can come in on their planning times or even if they just need a break to reset, do some yoga, maybe practice some mindfulness uh, so that they can be their best selves for our students. And then also those campuses that do not have uh, staff wellness rooms, we encourage those teachers as well to utilize that thinkery space um, because that's the best way that we can advocate for our students is to know what's in that space and to realize, hey, I really enjoy being in here. Let me send that one student that I know is having trouble resetting into this space later. And it's great to hear that y'all doing so much to address some of the mental states of, you know, be it faculty, teachers, anyone that's in contact with the campus. Because a, a lot of times we, we can recognize when we physically don't feel well or, or physically don't feel right. And it's, it's a little bit more difficult at times to admit that, you know, mentally I am just burnt out, I'm tired, or I got all this stuff happening outside of the classroom or the school building that I'm bringing with me. And so just having that little time out to just kind of rethink where you are and acknowledging how you're feeling, I think is an awesome opportunity. What is the best way for anyone who would like to get more information regarding HSD social and emotional learning department or how to have access to the type of resources you have? So the best way to get in contact with us is to visit our webpage. Um, that is on the HoustonISD.org website. And there, there's tons and tons of SEL content. We have webinars there, videos, lessons for teachers, all kinds of uh, resources around self-care, around trauma-informed practices, de-escalation, tons and tons of resources. So I would refer anyone to that HoustonISD.org, visit the SEL webpage, and you can find out some information about us there. Great, great. Well, before we go, do you have any other comments you'd like to share? I think one comment that I would like to share, particularly to HISD students and teachers that may be listening, is that you're not alone. We understand that this is a very difficult time to be a teacher and to be a student. So the resources that we put in place in the SEO department are here to support you in the work that you're doing, whether that's work as a teacher or work as a student. So please feel free to contact us. It's okay to not be okay. And so we'll do whatever we can to support you, ensure that um, our students have all the social and emotional learning support that they need. Great. Well, it's interesting because uh, last semester we actually did a pilot program with a group of kids. We call it like youth ambassadors and we charged them with <clears throat> thinking up 
something that they would like to see happen on their campus. And just, I believe it was at a different district. I don't think it was HISD. But one of the things that the kids came up with was something very similar to the thinkery room. Have a place where kids can go to just kind of um, decompress, especially uh, at that time, the, the campus was experiencing a lot of student conflict, a lot of fighting. And a lot of that was just based on things kids were bringing with them and they would just edge you when they're at school. And if somebody mistakenly said the wrong thing, next thing you know, you got this big mess on your hands. So when I learned about the Thinkware Room, I was like, wow, that's awesome. It, it fits the needs of some of the things that the kids are saying they need, as well as I think the campus as a whole. Megan, thank you so much for being my guest today on the Making F School Cool podcast. We really appreciate the efforts that you're doing with HISD, and thank you for taking some time today to speak with us. Thank you. And if I could add one more thing really quickly, just hearing hearing you talk um, just now about the student and their need for uh, these mental health supports on campuses. One of the big things that we've pushed with this effort is that there's no stigma attached to it. It's okay to need to use this space. We're all human. And so I think that's such a great thing for students to be able to advocate for themselves and not associate um, needing to go to a reset room with anything negative, right? It's just a, it's just an experience. We're all having a human experience. And so I'm so excited that we have this program in HISD to support our students. And thank you so much for having me. No problem, no problem. Maybe after school cool. As always, I want to thank our listeners for joining us today, where our topic highlighted the Houston Independent School District Social and Emotional Learning Department and Thinkery Initiative. Please join us for future episodes as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out-of-school time field.